If you find the real estate market stressful, confusing, and complicated, then you've come to the right place. Stay tuned as Randy and his expert guests dispel the myths and give you a dose of reality. It's Real Estate Revealed. And here's your host, Chicagoland's premier home appraiser, Randy Barcella. A very enthusiastic and exciting welcome to Real Estate Revealed, and I am Randy Barcella. It is always a joy for me to be with you every Sunday morning. I am happy that you tuned in. Okay, today's show, how to hold title in your home. Wow, I wasn't sure either. In studio is the premier real estate attorney from Illinois and Indiana. Yeah, you know him, Vincent Arricchio. Also, checklist for selling your home this winter. I love it. And in studio is the premier realtor from Chicago Properties. Yeah, that's Sandra Wright. Also, do you think that if you sell your house FHA, that there will be an FHA inspector that comes out and then calls for a lot of repairs? Me, Randy Barcella, I will share with you all of these myths versus reality. And also, preparing your home now for the sale of your home in spring, if that's what you want to do. And in studio is the premier realtor from Keller Williams Preferred in Orland Park. Yeah, that's Lena Mataria. Good morning, Vincent Arricchio. Good morning, Randy. How are you? I haven't heard any more Hollywood names out of you lately, like uh, hot sauce or whatever. I know, I know. I'm not getting the best feedback. Too okay. many people making fun of me. All right. Uh, oh, hot no. with real estate. Yeah, hot tamale. Uh, Tata. I mean, I'm getting weird things. I'm getting crazy stuff. I'm not enjoying it. So, All right. Well, we know uh, you as a real estate maybe expert. Maybe New Year's 30. resolution, new name. Or no names. Maybe oh, maybe, maybe the market is speaking. <laughs> But uh, no, it's a pleasure, Randy, to be here. Happy Sunday to all. And yes, uh, I am going to talk to us about holding title in a house. And uh, no, you can't you know, call yourself the king of the castle. That's not the title I'm talking about. Or the duke. No, no, no. The holding title is different ways that a deed, uh, the deed instrument shall read when owning property. Uh, many of you know this out there. Everyone in the room certainly does. But when you buy property, you sign a whole bunch of documents. You get a whole bunch of transfer documents from the seller and you get a deed. Uh, we're not here to talk about the different types of deeds, but on the deed, you have to make a decision. If you are one person or more than one person, how do you want your name to read? And I don't just mean spelling with middle initials or full middle name. I mean, legally speaking. What comes after your name? So if I bought a house and on the deed was me as the buyer, the grantee, it would say Vincent Arricchio, or you could have a middle initial in there, but we'll just run with Vincent Arricchio, comma, and how do I want to legally hold title? And I'm going to first rattle them off and then I'll explain them. You could do it as a sole owner when it applies, joint tenancy when there's two or more people when it applies. Tenants in common, tenants by the entirety, in a living trust. Those are the general ways. Now, I'm sure everyone out there, oh my gosh, I almost caused accidents. This is so exciting. Everyone on the road, uh, drive and listen to radio. They must be uh, holding a bated breath. But I'll do my best. I'll do my best. When you're one person and you're not putting it in a trust, which a estate planning lawyer would help you with, then you could just own it solely, individually. And oh, Sandra, do you know I've had young ladies at the closing table ask me questions, not happily, about why sometimes their marital status is referenced and some of the phrases. Do you know any of the old phrases that used to be thrown around? Yes, I have bought property, too, and I'm trying to remember what I was called that I was like, that just 
doesn't like sit well, but it didn't seem polite. It, yes. Okay. Well, sometimes next to a sole owner, you could have, and we'll do it as a guy, not to pick on the ladies. Okay, but uh, it is interesting to know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could have an unmarried man. Yes. You could have a single person. And that's not actually the different phrases I already told you about. That's just like your marital status. Uh, the worst one, it was over 15 years ago, a spinster. I was just going to oh, say I that. Was gonna say, I was just going to say that. I don't think I got spinster on yeah. my title, thank goodness. But well, it was something... Yeah. Along that line. And the shortest answer to everyone, and nobody's using spinster anymore. You don't have to specify man or woman. You can just do an unmarried person. You can do a single per- person. The point is, it, your marital status is actually on the deed to protect people from taking advantage of their other spouse. Let's say they're, they're in the middle of a divorce and they're trying to secretly sell a piece of land. Right. So when the title company wants your marital status on there, it's actually to protect people. It's, I, that's how I explain it. It's not offensive to highlight you've not been married or you're not presently married. It's to make sure no one else in the middle of a legal proceeding has rights to stuff. Correct. Or you're wasting their money. You're using their money to secretly buy this land. Correct. And then well, what if I'm married? Do I have to put my wife on there? Or if I have my wife, or maybe I just have a live-in partner. Well, that's what I was going to say. There are partners, so they like to be, you know, they may want to be noted, obviously, on title, too. Absolutely. Now, that when you have a second person, and you, oh, let me tell you, Radio oh, this Land. this getting complicated the, now. The, these two are the I best. I better sit down and take notes. The, these are the best segue people ever. When there's two people, uh, you can do it as um, a joint tenancy. Joint tenancy is when people aren't married, and they just want to own it together, and goodness forbid, goodness forbid, one of them passes away, that other person just kind of like swallows whole the ownership rights of the other person. Everyone owns 100%. One dies, slide to the left, slide oh, to the right. I thought one had 50-50, and if one died, then it goes to his parents. That is tenants in common. Oh, look, look at look this. Let me, let me just let keep me, taking notes I, I got to tell you, he's, set, I got my pen he's here. setting them up, and I'm spiking them down. <laughs> I, I got to tell you. Uh, tenants in common is, you know, sometimes people have a uh, 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 a loved one they want to take care of or or uh, a spouse a child from a previous marriage. So what happens is you have 50, 50 ownership, two people, tenants in common. They each will own 50% and goodness forbid, if one of them passes away, instead of the other one taking a hundred percent whole, it, it, the lines go downward. It's like 50% stays with the, so, with the living spouse and the other 50% goes to the family or under a will to the other person. So then you, tenants in common makes partners out of more than just the people who started. Sure. Um, it, goodness forbid someone passes away and then the lineals or the heirs are involved. Tenants by the entirety is really joint tenancy of married people. Just husband and wife have the right to hold and husband and husband and wife and wife. Anyone married has the right to hold title tenants by the entirety. That's what we call joint ten- tenancy. I saw online now that there's 64 genders, not just two. So okay. I know I mean, if, glad you're an attorney to figure this all out. Yeah, yeah. So one out of the sixty-three together, uh, when legally considered married, you can do tenants by the entirety. No one wants to pass away, but if one does, you save the spouse. Just like in joint tenancy, you save the spouse a headache of anything under a will, anything under a, going through the courts. You avoid that completely. Okay, let's say hypothetically, I'm married. I'm not. I'm married though, and I have three kids, and me and my wife buy a house together. What What should we do? 
First of all, if it's your primary residence, you definitely should do tenants yeah. by the entirety. Okay. Uh, assuming the marriage isn't dissolving, assuming you're not in the middle of correct, we're happy, uh, happy family. Planning a legal separation, then you might want to do it differently. But if you're not, if you don't have any uh, turmoil going on, definitely tenants by entirety. If it's not uh, uh, your principal residence, you should only have one tenants by the entirety at the, at the time. For tax purposes and, and real estate taxes, but but um, then you then you would want to do joint tenancy uh, on, uh, in that other scenario. Lastly, uh, before how to change your tile, the last one I was going to say: Can you ever update this once you close? Can you continuously change it? Tyler? You can, but it costs fees, and you lose your title insurance. You oh, lose your original oh. insurance. Well, yeah. that's important to note. Not a lot of people understand title No one insurance. ever talks about that. Yeah. yeah. So the last thing before how to change is a living trust. Uh, talk to your state planning attorney. You can, of course, call our office. We do that too, but that's not the point here. The point is living trust is another way to hold it, and there's all different rules involved. How to change your title. You could do a quick claim deed um, after the closing, happily. However, the two problems with changing title after a closing – if there's a lender, a lot of people don't know this, but you've literally breached a contract. You oh, violated your mortgage loan. The lender will never find out unless you miss a payment. But I tell clients all the time, legally speaking, you're about to breach your contract. Legally speaking, before the eyes of the clerk of the court of, or the recorder of deeds, you are allowed to just quit claim and add a name, take off a name, but your lender's not going to like it. You're actually violating another agreement you've entered into. Hey, Vincent Arricchio, how can somebody get your checklist on uh, how to hold title? Sure. This is really interesting and complicated. Well, I've tried to make the uninteresting a little interesting, but yes, please. 312-263-0010 is our office line. You can uh, check us out at reallawchicago.com, Facebook, LinkedIn, and best, best of all, look for me and Randy at uh, realestatereveal.com. Fantastic. Vincent Arricchia. Wow. That's always confusing to me how to own uh, title your house. Um, hey, moving on with some really great information, as we always do. Checklist for selling your home now this winter. In studio, we have the premier realtor from Chicago Properties. Yeah, that's Sandra Wright. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Glad to be here. And, you know, listing your house is definitely the conversation of the month of December. I have, I'm having multiple calls inquiries as to what should I do. Um, I'm looking to buy potentially in the spring and how should I do this? So, you know, making this pretty simple, I just want to cover, I mean, the, the, the three things that are the most important well, we're going to have to wait. You got me oh. at the edge of my seat. What a tease. Good. We're, good we're coming good. up to a, uh, a quick break here. Uh, welcome back to real estate revealed on AM five, six of the answer. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. That's Sandra White we just talked to, and I don't want to rush her on her topics at all. We'll be right back. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. It's always so good to be with you every Sunday morning. Good morning, America, and welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m., and like Vince Arricchio, our premier real estate attorney, said, if you want some updates on everybody and photos and videos, get out to our website. Yeah, that's realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. And right before the break, Sandra Wright, she's the premier uh, realtor from Chicago Properties, and she was going over this great um, checklist for selling your home this winter. Sandra. 
Yes. So just uh, before I was talking about, you know, when it comes to selling your home, you want it to look its best inside and out. And really the three items to keep in mind is make it inviting, show it's cared for and boost that curb appeal. So, you know, again, a lot of people are asking, what should I do now and get myself ready for whether it's December, whether it's the beginning of January, it's like there's some things you can just do right off the bat. Declutter is my number one. Declutter, declutter, declutter um, throughout your home. Uh, The second item is, you know, fix anything that's broken. Go through your house, you know, have a realtor come in with you too, and we can like kind of guide you through some things that we notice right off the bat that you don't always see. So I think most people know how to fix broken things, but they don't as, you, as you were t- saying it, what are some of the t- most common examples of declutter? What is clutter? Well, dec- well, I will say, <laughs> okay, it's I, interesting. Here, I appraise houses and I go to, into a house to appraise it. It's got a three car garage. There's boxes and stuff in the garage and the cars are parked in the driveway or on the street. Well, and you know, the garage is one thing, but it's when you walk into your house and you see, Coats laying around. You might have laundry not folded or put away. You How about litter boxes that haven't been cleaned up for a ex- week? Exactly. I mean, you have dishes, you know, dishes, okay. not put away. You want to... Oh, you've been in my house? <laughs> I, you know, what's happened when you're living alone? Well, I mean, it's just kind of those things that you want to make it minimal. You want to walk in. Again, if, if you had looked at buying, you are more attracted to those homes that look staged, that have things put away, and less is more. Um, you I did a always- staged condo in Chicago near Taylor Street last week. It's just a brick, plain, like empty. It looks ugly. Brick walls and mm-hmm. 10-foot ceilings. It was staged. Looked beautiful. Right. I mean, so act like a stager. Have an agent look at it and give some viewpoints on what makes the most sense. Um, so thank you. Again, I was just curious what you found to be clutter in your vast experience. I, and, you know, again, us agents, we will go out there and talk to the sellers and let them know, you know, these are some tidbits that maybe you want to put this away, put, you know, get rid of that extra chair. Uh, you know, it's a couple things to keep in mind. Um, but going back to the list, cause there's a lot of them, um, you know, fix anything that's broken. You know, if there is an outlet that's not working, fix it because it's going to come up in an inspection. If there is like broken trim, you know, fix the trim. If there's a window that's broken, I would just say, go ahead and just take care of those things because it's, you know, less is more to keep in mind. Um, And then, you know, some of the other things to keep in mind is give every room a clear purpose. Um, And again, us as agents, we can help you out with that. But Really decide what that room is being used for, what makes the most sense, especially after the last two years that we've had, you know, people are using their rooms in multi fashions. Maybe it makes more sense to keep it to one area, whether it's an office um, slash bedroom, maybe just make it into an office. It's like, again, it's kind of decluttering, minimize, and make the buyers aware of what that use of that room you can be. You want to have be. a good feel about it when you walk in, and you want to have a good feel about it when you walk out and go to your car and say, wow, that was a good feeling. Exactly. Exactly. So, again, you want to make sure that you show a purpose for all these rooms. And, again, showing how you can use the resources of every nook and cranny of your house is important. But, again, 
keeping it minimal as well. Um, Would you agree that most buyers, from your experience as well as a realtor, um, they buy with their eyes? Yes. So and this is Lena Mataria. Good morning, everyone. So if a house is more appealing, they are more likely to want to put an offer because they could envision themselves there. That, that, that is key. And first impressions, yeah. I can't tell you how important it is when it comes to those first photos, them seeing it nice and clean and organized. And when they walk through it, they can envision themselves in it. So again, it's looking at the home from other sets of eyes and you want to be looking at your property as what a buyer would be looking at when they see that first impression. I've had buyers, they see houses that are cluttered or not organized and they feel that it might be a distressed sale, rather it might be a divorce situation or the people just are not organized. People assume that if the house isn't in order that the sellers are going to be accepting a lowball offer. Exactly. So having it more appealing is going to get you more offers. Well, that's right because they think you might demand a higher price because you took care of it, pride of ownership. Correct. Well, exactly. It is the pride of ownership. And that's why I say fix those little things that pop up. I mean, if there is touch ups that you need to make from paint, you got scuff marks on the walls, you know, just refresh. It doesn't cost too much. And I will say you get a better bang for your dollar when you are listing it. So, again, it's keeping those things in mind. Um, first impression is key. And again, that's even like checking your light bulbs. If you have light bulbs out change them. If your light switches aren't working, get those repaired. Put the LED lights in. I've gone into houses and we're used to it over many years, 20, 30 years, the regular light. But the last couple of years now I'm going in a house with LEDs. Oh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal now. It is. And you know what? Having the right it's lighting. It's not a yellow look like yeah. the old bulbs. Yeah. You want to have the right lighting in your house because you want to make it feel warm and cozy as well. Um, some other things to keep in mind is tidying up your landscaping. Obviously we're getting into the winter months and you know, even with the the holiday decorations, it's like putting those up and cleaning out the the backyard, whether it's, you Scoop know, up the landmines, people. Oh, yes. <laughs> the landmines are key. I go in the back to take a photo of the back of the house and under the leaves, I just smushed into. Uh, well, you don't want a buyer walking into that either. Yeah. So um, and then, you know, sweeping up the landscape, <laughs> the leaves, there's good leaves points. Everywhere. I'm laughing, but this is true stuff. Landmines. This is true stuff that uh, <laughs> yeah. Sandra's talking about. Um, so, you know, like doing the power washing, sweep the patio, the decks, the, you know, the walkways outside of the house, um, you know, and another key item, too, is, you know, maybe power washing the surfaces of your decks just to clean it up. So, again, we will try to do the photos we can in the winter. I mean, a lot of times if there is snow, it's going to be hidden. But, you know, you want, again, to have that first curb appeal when they're walking up to your front door. Does it look inviting? Does it look homey? And is it kept up? So, again, keeping all these things in mind, even cleaning the windows. I just listed a property and I just had asked, could you clean clean the windows? Because the first thing people are looking at is the sunlight and the dirt that's coming through mm. the grime. So, again, and if you're a smoker, please smoke outside in the back in the patio. Yeah, you want to. You don't want to have that scent. But if somebody comes in, oh my God, we're leaving right now. Yes. So again, there's lots of good things you can do initially before you list your house, and a lot of people are still listing in the next few weeks. So do your due diligence. Talk to your realtor. Get some. You know, I get the list, and I'm happy to provide that checklist as well. Well, how could everybody that's listening get a hold of you? Oh my gosh! Yes. Well, they can always reach me on my cell, which is seven seven three two nine four 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 four. Um, you can always go to Real Estate Revealed and get all our contact information 
as well. And then I have a website, wd-realestate.com. Sandra, right. Yeah, get out to the website, realestatereveal.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. And if you want to see everybody in the studio, I've got videos right now on, uh, on, on, on the website, uh, Facebook, Real Estate Revealed. Hey, um, next here, do you think that if you sell your house FHA that there will be an FHA inspector that comes out and calls for a lot of repairs? Well, I'm telling you, I say this every couple of months here on the show, and I'm saying it again. I had four appraisals in three weeks, and two were downtown, two were in the suburbs. The, the listing agent met me there, and, the, and he says, oh, the buyer's agent said I should beware. You know, you're the VA inspector. What are you going to call for? Uh, you know, and I said, there is no VA inspector. And then I did an FHA deal. They go, wait a few days, Randy, uh, to come out. We got to get ready for the FHA inspector. I said, there is no FHA inspector. It's urban myth, everybody. 25 years ago, I was at the meeting at the uh, Sheraton and Lyle HUD ownership, Home Ownership Center, HUD, FHA, came here from Atlanta. They said, we are no longer in the calling for repair business. They had a, a four-page sheet, VC, valuation condition checklist, prior to 25 years ago. They said, as long as your house complies with local building and zoning codes and there's no health and safety concerns, it's okay with them. But I can't tell you, almost everybody I know, uh, all the realtors, the buyers, the sellers, they think, oh, oh, we're not going FHA because we're not going to tear our house apart and down and then rebuild it new again because we're not going with that FHA. Inspector says, guess what, everybody? There is no FHA inspector, and FHA does not call for repairs. And we're coming up to a quick break, and I don't want to rush this at all. I'll explain the rest of the story as soon as we get back on. Realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. I'm Randy Barcelli, your show host. We'll be right back. Back to the show, sure to answer your questions about the real estate market. Real Estate Revealed with Randy Bursella. It ain't nobody leaving here. We're having a blast with you. Happy Sunday, America. Welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. And in studio, we had Vincent Arricchio, the premier real estate attorney, both Illinois and Indiana. Sandra Wright, yes, yeah, she's the premier realtor from Chicago Properties. We have Lena Mataria's coming up shortly here for premier realtor from Keller Williams uh, preferred in Orland Park. But I just uh, went over this again right before the break, and I'll just recap. Uh, do you think that if you sell your house FHA that there will be an FHA inspector that comes out and calls for a lot of repairs? Well, this is urban myth, and I detailed before the break. 25 years ago, HUD FHA came to Chicago. There was 400 people in the audience. I was there. They said, we are no longer in the calling for repair business. As long as your house complies with local building and zoning codes and there's no health and safety issues, it's okay. But most of the realtors, buying and selling realtors, most of the general public and most of the loan officers think that, uh uh-oh, we got to, you know, you know there's going to be FHA repairs and FHA requirements, and that's not true. There is no, FHA does not call for repairs. Here's what happens. Uh, When I will call for something that's problematic, and I'll take pictures. I walk up to the house. The shingles are curling on the roof. Looks like they're falling off, and there's stains on the second floor ceiling. That's probably a bad roof. Have a roofer look at it. You may need a new one. Uh, nobody could call for certifications anymore. That's not uh, allowed, but we take a picture. I go in the basement, and it's flooded. Yeah, that's a problem. It's an old Chicago bungalow or old any house before 1978, and there's peeling paint. Yeah, you have to remediate that. Um, there's a lot of, uh, let's say I go in the house, there's no furnace, no air conditioner. There's no hot water tank. You have to have that. Your house has to be in at least average condition and livable. And then I went into a house and I saw thousands of 
black dots, all sizes, from a half an inch to maybe five inches circles. I don't know if it's mold. You have to have it tested to see if it's mold. But I took pictures, and I, I, you know, I made sure that the underwriter saw that. Here's what's going on. Uh, there's urban myth that, okay, FHA is going to call for GFI outlets, kitchen and bathrooms. No, they don't. It's not a requirement for HUD. Your local community and village may say that, but do it anyways because it does cost maybe 15 to 20 bucks for GFI outlets, but FHA does not call for that. If I walk in a house and there's three-prong outlets and 100-amp service, that's fine. But if there's two-prong outlets and 40 or 60-amp, yeah, that's a problem. I'll call, you know, I'll definitely What call. about wires? Exposed, exposed wiring. That's yeah, probably a problem. Yeah, that's a problem, exposed yeah. wiring. But there's a lot of appraisers who are getting away with getting a second final compliance inspection mm. because here's what they do. Mm. The house is 5, 10, 15 years old. It's peeling paint. And so they'll call for peeling paint. That's not a health and safety concern because there is no lead-based paint there. You can't buy lead-based paint in the last 28, 30 years. You cannot sell lead-based paint. So if an appraiser calls for lead-based paint on a house or, or shed or anything that's five years old, you don't have to do it. Here's why they're calling for these repairs. They only got paid 300 instead of the full 450 on the appraisal. So they're going to call because they know they're going to get away with it because it's urban myth. So they go back out there. It's $125 reinspection fee. Uh, I was in a house. Uh, it was in Evergreen Park just a few months back. The homeowner, the home inspector was there along with the buyer. And he's following me around. He goes, Randy, you're going to call for GFI outlets, kitchen and bathroom. I said, no, it's three-prong outlets. But the home inspector said Evergreen Park says you have to have it. I said, okay. He goes, you're going to call for smoke and carbon monoxide. I said, it's forbidden. If we call for that as an FHA or VA appraiser, we're being removed from the panel because now we're putting the hat on of enforcing state laws, which we can't ever. Um, and so if, if anybody ever calls for repairs and you, you're, you're questioning it, you call me anytime, 708-870-9400, 708-870-9400. I talk to many realtors and underwriters um, every week. Because an appraiser is coming along with a shopping list. And if you, if you question it, you have to tell the appraiser, copy and paste the sentences or paragraph in the HUD 4000.1 guideline. That's what they use. If it says you have to do that repair in the guideline handbook, then you got to do it. If it's not in there, the appraiser has to take it off. And if he doesn't take it off, you're going to another lender. You're going to report him to the State Department, uh, Department of Professional Regulation. You're also going to call the, the FHA 800 number or pull the deal from the lender, go to somebody else, it's already proved. It might take you another 12 to 15 days to close it. But um, it's urban myth. that. Uh, so I'm just trying to tell you here, don't be afraid of going FHA because, I mean, with my appraisals, I think 40% of all the deals I do are FHA because it's 3.5% down, and why don't you want to go FHA? And the same for VA. There is no VA inspector, and, and the, the vets are getting in for no money down. So I'm happy to talk to you anytime about this. I can come to your office, your real estate office, your mortgage company, and explain this in detail and answer questions. That's what I do all the time. 708-870-9400. But moving right along here with this. Can I just say that you're bringing the thunder today, Randy? You know what? I'm tired of realtors. You know know what this is called? The straight dope. It is straight dope. I'm telling you. I I got realtors calling me all the time and buyers and sellers. I'm not going FHA. Oh, my God. And then here's another one. I'm not having an FHA buyer. They're a buyer. They're a human being. They're not an FHA. They're not from another planet because it's FHA or All V right. or conventional. I got, I got your nickname. It's Love and Thunder. There you go. <laughs> I want to continue here with Lena Mataria, but we're coming up to a quick break. Oh, my gosh. 
You're listening to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoyed every Sunday, 8 to 9 a.m. Are you in a good mood, everybody? I've been seeing Christmas lights since October, third weekend in October. So I know everybody's in a mood to feel good this year because we're tired of all the BS in the news for the last two years. But uh, there's a lot of great information coming from Lena Mataria from Keller Williams. I know that. We'll be right back. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. A lot of fun in studio today. Welcome back. America to Real Estate Revealed. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and I don't want to delay this at all. We have the premier realtor from uh, Orland Park, Keller Williams Preferred, Lena Mataria, and she's talking about, a lot of people said, hey, Randy, or no, Lena, whoever, I don't want to sell my house till the spring, but there's a lot you could do now to get ready for that in the spring, because spring is coming pretty quickly here. Good morning, everyone. So what I wanted to talk to you about is how to prepare for your purchase this spring. If you're a current homeowner that needs to sell in order to purchase, the time to start planning for a spring sale is, believe it or not, now. Uh, Discuss with a real estate expert so you have an idea on what your home is worth at this point for the spring. Although we only know what the market looks like right now, we can provide you with an idea of what you could expect to walk away with so you could prepare for the near future. We'll be able to give you pointers on what you can do to attract the most amount of buyers so you're not rushed to get your house in shape and end up leaving money on the table. Uh, Most remedies may be time-consuming, so this is why it's a good idea to start now. As Sandra was talking earlier about decluttering, getting your house in order, touch-up painting, just doing the stuff that does take time because chances are you've lived in your home for a long time, have a lot of items that you want to get rid of, and I think the worst thing is just throwing away stuff when another family could use it. Well, and bottom line, talking to a real estate expert now before you're in a mad dash trying to list your house in the spring. Yeah, because when a real estate expert comes through your house, chances are they work with buyers because that's what we do. And they will be able to put on a buyer's hat and look at your house through the eyes of a buyer and be able to let you know, you know, some uh, some pointers. Yeah, some realtors will walk through and just kind of tag things in your house that they would recommend you do. Now, you don't have to do these items, but believe me, if we're recommending for it to be done, it's because we know that buyers, as we were talking about, buy with their eyes. And when they walk into a house and it's welcoming and pleasing, they are more likely going to bring in an offer. So when you're able to do everything and you have the time and the plan and everything scheduled out, you don't feel rushed. You're just able to enjoy everything much better. And you know what you're going to be walking away with. And and you could budget. Yeah. Yeah. When you're prepared, you could budget for your next house. You could start saving money. I'm sure you already have some funds saved. But when you know what you're going to be walking away with, You're able to determine what your down payment would be like. And with interest rates still being low, sometimes you don't have to put in that 20% down that you think you have to. You could use that to update the next home that you're looking to purchase and still have affordable payments. And you might get more dollar for selling your house. Exactly. By doing those. Just those small little fixes. Yeah, exactly. And a a lot of times, as we were saying, it's not stuff that is costly, It just will take more time to do it. And when you're not in a rush to pay for experts to come out to do all this stuff last minute, you're not paying a premium for all of that. Everything is more cost efficient. So when you plan things out, you have time to get different rates and negotiate. 
and be better planned. Right. You you don't want to be doing a multi. I I just did two transactions where they were selling their place and buying the place and moving on the same day. Yeah, that that was probably a disaster. And no matter how much they probably planned for that day, it's just never a good end. It's just very exhausting. and, And it takes away almost like, why did I go through all of this? Right. You just want to go through the necessary steps ahead yeah, of time. A lot of people don't want to sell because they just don't want to go through the whole home buying process and hearing of everything with multiple offers and well over asking. But when you are prepared and you know what you're going to have an idea what you're walking away with from your house, you know how to budget for the next one. And when you have everything planned out, it just makes life so much easier. Um, so that's what to do if you're looking to sell is to start looking at your house, what to do now so you could be prepared for your next purchase. But now I'm going to refer to all buyers. And again, this is the best time to reach out to your real estate agent to make sure you are properly connected to a real estate agent who is going to help you understand where you stand right now with your property um, and prepare you for a smooth transaction. They'll recommend what you should pay down um, on your line of credit. And if you have any credit issues, they're going to really walk you through the process on how to handle and dispute any credit inquiries. Um, Talk to a lender. Yes, so when you have the loan off, when you have a real estate agent who's referring you to the proper lender, this is the lender who's walking you through all of this. A real estate agent should not be looking at your credit report and telling you what to do because that is not our profession. But we will I love work that you hand, made that point. Yes. We will work hand in hand with a loan officer to make sure you are on track to meet your goals and your expectations because we want to help you avoid any surprises and be proactive with issues. A lot of people have stuff on their credit they don't even know is there. So when you're looking at it in advance, you have the time to do it. And a lot of the stuff could be disputed at no cost to you. But a lot of things are just lingering on your credit report. And believe me, bureaus aren't going to remove it on their own. Sometimes you just need to pick up the phone, write a letter and tell them, this should not be on my report anymore. And most of the time it's dropped. So when you're doing it where you're not paying them to forcefully remove it, when it should be done for free and doing it in advance, you're saving yourself time and lots of money. Well, and the other comment too is as we start getting close to paying taxes for in April, it's good to get your ducks in a row with your lender so you know how exactly. your income is going to affect Yeah, we're going to be purchase. talking about that quickly too. So basically what it comes down to, when you have clarity, you'll have a more enjoyable home buying experience. I love that you said clarity because yes. plan now. You're For right sure. because you could put your credit score up maybe 30, 40 points. And get a better just, interest just, rate. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's it. Yes. Um, so most importantly, you do need to talk to your financial advisor or and your sometimes accountant. Sometimes that takes 30 to 60 days to get that credit cleared. all three yeah. barrels cleared. Yes. Right. So when you're talking to your financial advisor or your accountant, they will be able to ensure that you are on track to qualify for purchasing your dream home, especially uh, self-employed people tend to write off a lot of expenses, which could hurt them because they end up showing a low income and they are not able to qualify for what they're looking for. Elena, hey, I don't want to rush you at all. We're coming up to a quick break. And I know she's got some more to finish off with. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. That's Lena Mataria. We're coming up to a quick break. Hey, thank you all so much for making us your Sunday habit. Without you, we are not here week after month after year. We'll be right back. Now, back to Real Estate Revealed with your host, Randy Barcella. Welcome back to the Real Estate Reveal Radio Show. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Happy Sunday, America. And right before the break, we were talking with Lena Mataria, going over some great talking points about if you're going to... 
think about selling this spring. Let's really enjoy the next few months of getting ready. Be prepared. I was closing off with specifically self-employed people. When you write off too many expenses, you're not showing the income that you need to to properly qualify for the loan that you're aiming for. Uh, So when you have a goal to own a home, you need to ensure your buying power lines up on paper so lenders can see that you are a responsible and and reliable borrower. And what we were talking about um, during the break was a lot of people think that, oh, I need to pay down all my credit cards and my debt, and I need to have zero debt on my name so I could qualify for a loan. And that could be, again, that couldn't be further from the truth because a lender is looking to make sure that you're responsible. You know how to borrow money and you know how to pay it back. So don't just go pay everything off. Sometimes you'll just have to pay a few hundred dollars on each account to have it where it's showing a good debt, a healthy debt to income ratio. And overall, when um, an agent, will refer you to a great loan officer that will properly coach you from beginning to end. We are going to work hand in hand together to walk you through the process. So you are prepared when you start looking at homes, you know, you're looking at homes that you could actually own, buy and it. live in. And you know what? You're so good with building relationships, uh, Lena. Um, how could somebody get a hold of you? 708-737-4444. One more time. 708-737-4444. You have a website too? TheResultsMoveYou.com. I love it. TheResultsMoveYou.com. Lena Mataria. Hey, if you missed any part of today's show, I know we're coming towards the end. Don't forget, tomorrow, Monday uh, afternoon, the podcasts are replayed. But you could watch the videos right now. Uh, I've got videos on Facebook right now, Real Estate Revealed. And uh, like I said, thank you all so much for making us your Sunday habit. Without you, we are not here week after month after year. And um, there's, on the website, there's biographies, there's testimonies, there's emails. Feel free to email anybody on the show. Our goal here on the show is to make your life stress-free or a lot less stress going through this real estate mortgage legal market. It's just amazing, and, and thank you so much for everything. Um, realestaterevealed.com is the website for the show, and then Real Estate Revealed on Facebook. That's all for the videos. And so... Um, you know what? I always like to sh- uh, finish the show with inspirational quotes. If you see me on Facebook, I do it all a few times a week. Um, a couple good ones for you here. One smile can start a friendship. One word can end a fight. One look can save a relationship. And one person can change your life. It's all about attitude, right, everybody? And you know what? Psychology says the less you care what others think of, of you, the happier you will be, you'll be in life. The less you care about what others think, the happier you will be. That's true. Change your thinking. Change your life. And you know what? A lot of times people are posting stuff telling you how you should do this and live your life. You know what? People don't always need advice. Sometimes all they need is a hand to hold, an ear to listen to, and a heart to understand them. So much uh, going on. And so, um, hey, uh, I got to thank our great producer here, Joshua Buckhalter. Um, He's always been with us for a long time. And everybody that's on the show, it's just amazing. Uh, and let, once again, thank you all for making this your Sunday habit. And if you missed any part of today's show with Vincent Enricchio, Sandra Wright, Lena Mataria, me, Randy Barcella, telling you Monday, tomorrow afternoon. As a matter of fact, I've got two and a half years of podcasts on the show. And if you ask any one of us for a checklist of past shows or, or a checklist, I'm going to send you a free Bonefish Grill appetizers. That's about 15 bucks. Free appetizer Bonefish Grill. Um, So, everybody, be well, make it a great week, and I can't wait to see you here next Sunday morning, 8 a.m. on AM 560, The Answer. Be good to yourself, everybody. Be good to others and tell someone each day that you love them. I get a lot of time today.